0: Kia ora, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Tourism Geographies Podcast. This is a podcast that showcases research published in tourism geographies, a peer-reviewed journal which explores tourism and tourism-related areas of recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. I'm Jamie Gillen, and I'm one of the producers of the episodes for the show. I'm coming to you from Aotearoa, New Zealand, at Waipapa Tomato the University of Auckland. Hello. Welcome, everyone to Tourism Geographies podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jamie Gillen, and I'm calling in from Hilton Head Island, beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, and I'm pleased today to be speaking with a co-authored, two two authors of a recent paper that's been published in Tourism Geographies titled A Nation Built on Coal, Transcalar Memory Work at the Big Pit, and that's authored by Mark Rhodes and Will Price. Mark Rhodes is from Michigan Tech University in Houghton, Michigan. And Will Price is uh, speaking to us from Muncie, Indiana at Ball State. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice. Great to get the time zones on on the same page. Okay, over the next few minutes, uh, we'll be talking about this paper. Now I handled the paper as one of the editors for the special issue that I'm co-editing with Ben Iacinto at the University of Hong Kong and Mary Mustafa Dijidjad at the uh, University of White. And uh, we are really pleased to have see this paper out. It's a real sterling work that contributes to our d- ideas about tourism geopolitics. Over the next few minutes, I'll be talking to these two about this paper. So we'll start it out, and I think this question is from Mark. And the question is, what can you tell us about this paper as far as the questions and problems you were seeking to understand?
1: Yeah, so I think, Big picture wise, uh, we're really looking at, at, at some large concepts here and, and thinking about the complexity and fluidity of those concepts, particularly scale landscape. A nation, and kind of thinking about how complex and fluid these concepts are in in very specific ways uh, through two questions in the paper. The first one: uh, How do material and performative landscapes at the Big Pit National Coal Museum root an evolving and multinational Wales uh, within an equally complex geopolitical situation uh, uh, in in Wales and in the UK broadly, but also where to uh, geopolitics. Uh, rest within that process um, and fit within both industrial heritage uh, as a a coal museum and uh, at multiple scales, being this kind of tourism site that is rooted in a community, but also part of a national museum system. And again, within a a sub-state region of the United Kingdom. Um, So lots of moving parts uh, that we're dealing with.
0: Wonderful. Will, anything to add? No, I think he covered that nicely. Okay. Great. Yeah, and I should also mention that th- this tag team has has uh, published two papers in, uh, in the journal. This is uh, the second one uh, that's been published. So they're uh, friends, good friends of, of tourism geographies. Thank you for your contributions. Cool, yeah, and, and I'll just reiterate that the, the big picture concepts were really, really important for the depth of the work and there's a lot of meat to it if you're interested in, like I am in the nation and nation building and in how tourism contributes to nation building. So that's fantastic. Over to you, Will, with this question. What is the background and the context of this work?
2: Um, I would say there's really kind of three different arenas I'd wanna to touch on that con- in that sense. Um, the first is how incredibly important um, coal was um, for over a century in Wales politically, economically, socially, and how from really the mid-'80s um, following the strike in 84, 85, and the systematic closure of pits, um, a lot of communities faced kind of a crisis of identity. The second, I think, big context would be how, starting in the late-'90s, really, um, with the referendum in 1997 and then the establishment of the Welsh Assembly in 1999, Um, We've seen a lot more autonomy in Wales, politically and otherwise, um, after 700 years of really being politically underneath the control of of England, and how, as part of that increased autonomy, um, there's been really a a reassertion of Welsh identity. Um, And the third part of that is more in the tourism context that cultural heritage is one of the major things that is promoted to draw tourists into Wales. And within that, you have four World Heritage sites, three of which are industrial heritage. Um, Another big draws would be um, the seven branches of the National Museum Wales System, of which Big Pit is one. And so Big Pit, which was the focus of our paper and of of our research, is a museum based in an actual former working coal mine um, that was open from 1880 to 1980 and has been the um, National Museum for Coal in Wales since 1983, um, receives about 150,000 annual visitors. Um, it has above ground components, um, but I think what draws a lot of people in is a chance to go in the pit itself. And you have working at the museum since its opening, um, a series of ex-miner guides um, who really provide using a good tourism word, a cultural authenticity um, that I think not only draws tourists in, but means that what they say carries a lot more resonance and meaning. And then beyond that, um, you have Big Pit, not only as a national museum, um, it's adjacent to a national park for the UK. You know, it's part mm. of the European route of industrial heritage, and it's kind of the cornerstone of the Blenevin Industrial Landscape, um, UNESCO World Heritage Site. So I think all of those are key factors. I don't know if there's something you wanted to add on to that Mark.
1: No, I, I I was just so we can see each other. Uh, we're on Zoom here as we're chatting and I see Jamie chuckling when you mentioned the, a former working coal mine, yes. because this was a, a point of uh, a somewhat confusion between the, the reviewers and the editors um, of this, because uh, while it, it no longer extracts coal, all of the the, the uh, mechanisms of this mine are still in operation. Um, and actually most of the employees at this, uh, at this museum are former coal miners. And so, and, and even kind of the use of former coal miners is a bit contentious depending on who you talk to in the museum. Uh, and so there's a little bit of kind of a, a, a temporal element in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but one other thing we didn't kind of, um, uh, mention about uh, kind of where where we came from with the work here. I think it's really interesting just how Will, you and I kind of uh, kind of happened upon this project at, and, and our four other paper in tourism geographies as well. You know, we just kind of found each other uh, in, you know, 2015 or 2016 or, or even earlier and realized we were both doing the same field work, uh, kind of passing ships in a night, almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were doing the same sorts of discourse analysis on the same sites. I was collecting interviews from these same sites. And so a lot of this work was, you know, we've never actually worked in the field together before all of the data have we've been collecting independently of each other but it's so complementary and all the work that we've been doing and it's just kind of exciting how that's kind of come about and we, we now we've met of course and we've gone to a few conferences together but um it, it's just kind of interesting we've never actually been into the field yeah. together
2: <laughs> it is funny I think like the main core of the field work for this was done in 2017 and I think I was there at in june and you were there in august or something like that right right you said ships passing in the night
0: that is beautiful i that was on my list as a follow-up question was how exactly did you two come to start working on this project together and 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 what are your related interests and stuff and so i was very curious if you've ever overlapped there and if you both of you have been to the site not having come not i've never been to wales uh at all and i've never been to the museum but the level of of commitment that you both convey in the in the paper about the site is is really a, a great takeaway, and it made me feel like I was visiting the site itself. Um, I have to laugh and say that I was going to mention about the uh, w- the extent to which it's actually operational, and that was something that I was I, I pushed these two on quite a bit uh, as editor, and uh, I think it comes out nicely in the paper how it's it's there's a great tension there. Between the fact that it no longer extracts coal, as Mark mentioned, but that it is still alive, it's still alive and it's still operational in many people's minds, the guides' minds, obviously, the working components are, are a big part of the materiality of the site that are uh, that lend itself to this visibility, this 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 liveliness that lends itself to thinking about not just the heritage but the uh the, the, the future heritage if you will of of a place like this and how it it can it's such a, a great contributor to Welsh nationhood so thank you for that really enjoyed those those answers yeah, okay now we're going into the the thorny and meaty parts of the conceptual question and there's lots to play with in the paper it's great for for in my view for for postgrads who are trying to wrestle with bringing together different ideas into something coherent. And I know a couple rounds of revision helped clarify that for you. Can you describe the theory and concepts uh, simply and, and and directly that that you want uh, listeners to know about?
1: Yeah, simply and directly. That's a, <laughs> that's that's a big ask. <laughs> I, I think, you know, rather than kind of getting into the weeds is I don't think you want us to get into there. Um, it, it really all comes down to this idea of plurality and fluidity around the the discourses that are wrapped up in heritage institutions, tourist sites such as Big Pit, um, how the concept of the nation, how even something like the scales of heritage are really a matter of perspective, right? These things are pluralized um, at the same time. You can have you know like we've already kind of said contested narratives within one space you can have multiple scales operating at the same time it could be a national museum but can also be a local site it can also be a world heritage site it can also be on the european route all right these these scales intersect and 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 blend together and kind of keeping our kind of theoretical perspective open to the the power of discourse to shape the, that fluidity uh, within these tourist spaces is, uh, I think, where we really try to center ourselves and, and not get too hung up on um, kind of uh, singular definitions of, you know, the well a Welsh nation, right? We have many Welsh mm. nations overlapping upon each other that are being built over time, and those things are changing over time, depending on... Where the Welsh nation sits against the British state, um, you know who's controlling this museum at at a certain time. Is it um, the UK Parliament or is it the um, the office uh, the Welsh Office that's being controlled through UK Parliament or is it a devolved Welsh Assembly? Yeah, I think it it, it comes down to this 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 fluid idea of of the tourism geographies that work on the site.
2: Lovely, I think, thank you. Uh, I think I would add to that that um, we're both really interested in memory and that very much revolves around, of course, museums and um, for this paper and otherwise, kind of how they play the role in, you know, Benedict Anderson's famous imagined community and sort of how the nation itself is rooted in symbols and, you know, shared history or, or mythscapes and how prominent museums play a role in that. Um, that there are ways for, you know, the nation to be reflected back to those that visit it. And and as Mark put so well in our paper, you know, kind of those interconnections of, of being transcalar with the audiences that are coming internationally and those that are more local, um, and kind of making those connections and transitions as you see that progression of what government entity is is controlling it. Thank
0: you both. I mean, in the empirical parts of the paper, there's this immense depth of feeling right you're almost you're almost getting the sense that some of the guides and some of the discourse is encouraging visitors to to get into the into the pits themselves and and, and take the coal out and and process the coal and get that experience it's almost it's almost palpable uh, how how there's there's a gap there and it's a frustrating gap for a lot of people because they want the they want the pit to continue working as 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 a symbol of of the Ethic, uh, both work and moral of of whales. Um, I, I love that part of the paper. Yeah,
1: and then and then you need to go read our other paper in tourism geographies and and consider the environmental impacts of what that would then uh, entail.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Um, okay, so we're on to uh, the next question, which is, what are? I mean, you've you've addressed this a lot, so it can be a short answer if you feel like you've already covered this ground, but what are some key takeaways that listeners and readers should know? I I think one of the big uh, takeaways from this paper or, or just,
1: you know, uh, kind of commitments, maybe, I, I don't know what the, proper term would be but the the concept of museum geographies uh, it could could be so much more uh, mm. prominent in our field particularly looking at the intersection between you know, what the special issue is all about uh, the geopolitics of tourism yeah you know, the, the role that museums play in nation building in in shaping these political geographies but also, you know, like Will was just talking, the, the the role of memory embedding itself into these spaces, I, I, and thinking about these spaces as landscapes, which very few geographers will consider, you know, a museum as part of or or even a landscape itself. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of potential here for for growth in in our discipline to to get more involved in the museums. And you know, this wasn't part of the paper, but I think a a, a future direction here um, that I would love to see more broadly, and we are seeing, is students and scholars who are geographers uh, get more involved in the museums themselves, um, creating exhibitions. Mm -hmm. One of the seven national museums of Wales, St. Fagans National Museum of History, uh, National History Museum, they renamed themselves, um, was actually founded by a geographer uh, mm. In the 1930s, you know, the, the the founder of the International Journal of Heritage Studies, which is the flag- flagship journal, kind of a, the heritage studies interdisciplinary field, that was founded by a geographer. Now we've had this history of being really involved in this heritage space, but it all it often seems to be kind of tangential uh, to to the discipline today, um, which. I I would you know of course i'm i'm in a heritage program i would love to see it uh, kind of shift a little bit
2: more i couldn't agree with you more on that mark it's also not surprising i guess if,
0: <laughs> yeah and I'm, i'll 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 third that i mean i was bouncing in my chair listening to mark talk about the value of museum geographies i mean i'm sometimes it feels like we're on our own own little island when doing this stuff in geography but it's uh uh so critical to how a nation reveals itself. I mean, in my work in Vietnam, the few papers that I've written about museums there, I mean, the fact that they're not truthful representations of the past is some of the most delicious, you know, and not entirely true, I should say. and they're they're a way of re, re rethinking the past, remaking the past to suit present and future goals. and, I uh, I find that endlessly fascinating and endlessly interesting. And and whenever I go to a museum in, in in Vietnam, I I feel the same way that both Mark and Will do about I'm just compelled to write about these places, compel compelled to think about these places, and and share them with with folks who may not have had a chance to to go in person. And so again, another takeaway is that you really do feel as a reader that you are there, and that you you're contributing and participating in the museum's identity and 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 development and that's uh that's something rare in a paper so i want to commend you both on on making that so so enjoyable
1: thank you very much thank you
0: i was just going to say from the the takeaway perspective
2: that how much things can change across museums over time and and how those reflect um wider changes of of governance and heritage structures and You know, two things that really fascinate me out of this research that hopefully come through, you know, in the paper. And, you know, one is how you can trace sort of the interpretation over time and how that reflects the changes in governance from, you know, when it's more under sort of broader UK authority and the descriptions are very technical and it's very much about, you know, the the mechanics of mining. And then as you get more into Welsh control, those discussions of nationhood and you know, that great quote, the catalyst for the nation, you know, but we're also seeing in real time with the the minor guides, you know, who provide so much personal experience and personal memory. And as they're starting to retire and be replaced by those that have done guides that aren't former minors, who don't have direct experience, but serve as kind of have served as apprentices to the minor guides. Um, But you're kind of having that transition from firsthand experience to kind of stories and vicarious experience you know from as we say in the paper um you know from sort of memory to myth to mythscape mm. and you know how you can have all of that caught up within those wider nationalizing narratives and you know perhaps it becomes easier to to do that and to um romanticize when you are transitioning away
0: from those firsthand experiences great great stuff um, I could talk for hours about this, but I, uh, people have other things to do. So um, thank you for those answers. Now, the last question that we have is, is where do we stand now with both the Big Pit Museum? Um, what is what's going on with that, uh, as far as you know? And maybe more importantly, are you two planning to do any more research at the site? Do you have any more papers planned? Would you like to go back? what about uh the future as far as these ideas are concerned for your own research
1: yeah um i mean I, I don't think there's any kind of major updates to to provide on the big pit uh as the museum itself um it, 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 i i visited last uh in summer of 22 and it it, it, it there, there weren't many it was basically what we experienced in 2017 uh which is is good to see that it you know the, so many museums have been hard hit by the pandemic and and had a hard time bouncing back but again i think the role of the welsh government there and and uh, it has kind of sustained it as far as uh future work i i think will and i i keep bugging will and this this was actually the the paper that i gave in 2020 20- Whenever we first met, <laughs> before we, we were talking about any of these other, you know, any of the work with the, the National Museums, is there was a postcard through the Visit Wales office, which is a, a branch of the Welsh government, the, their tourism uh, bureau, basically. And they, they put out a postcard and a accompanying book might even have it sitting next to me somewhere here uh it it was called uh well on the title it says this is wales and it's kind of a a a cartoonized i don't don't know how to describe it map of wales and and with the big you know words this is wales on it and so we have this whole kind of grand scheme to to analyze that in a little bit more detail and the role of you know the the welsh visitor bureau and kind of Mm. shaping again welsh national Mm -hmm. identity through tourism in this case um you know certain narratives are or are not present on this postcard that makes it a bit interesting Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm also very interested in getting back uh next summer into the national museum wales library and expanding some of the work that we did here with the um the coal publications in the paper to look at you know the publications from National Museum Wales and how you can look at the publications over time to trace the history of changing museum and a kind of national narrative over time. Um, I'm interested in expanding that across the entirety of the publications of National Museum Wales. Um, that's one of my projects on the on the horizons as well.
2: Like Mark, I would love to do future projects on, on Big Pit. I I think Mark is is more focused, I would say, on Wales um, in the sense that I, I kind of have my hand in a couple of other different regions. Um, I do some research in the U.S. I do some research in Australia as well. But mm-hmm. I my parents grew up in Wales, and I've been visiting Big Pit since I was a child. Not necessarily enthusiastically as a child, but <laughs> certainly as I got interested in it when I got older. Um, but no, I I find it endless, endlessly fascinating.
0: Great. Well, we're, I'm really excited. I'm sure other listeners are too, for the uh, next next stages of this work and, and looking forward to that. Um, I think we'll call it uh, an afternoon now. I've got a big pit in my stomach needs to be filled with some lunch and uh, we can make more jokes about the big pit when we're done. But uh, thank you sincerely to both of you. This is Mark Rhodes and Will Price uh, for your time. And any last comments before we sign off?
2: Other than thank you very much. None for me.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. And, and thanks to the folks of the Big Pit for, for allowing us to, to do our research there and, and do visitor surveys and and even answering a couple emails after the reviewers and the editors had a few follow-up questions that we were kind of scratching our heads on. Um, and so, yeah, they've been really great working with us the, uh, throughout this, this time. Um, so yeah, but thank you very much, uh, Jamie, and, and the journal for uh, everything.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Thanks. And please do share if you too would feel, find it appropriate to send the uh, podcast episode to the folks at, at Big Pit if, if they'd be interested. Um, it's always interesting to see how things circulate and change and morph and and, and how ideas um, come back to a place like that museum. Sure. Okay, so we have been talking with uh, Mark Rhodes and Will Price about a nation built on coal, transcalar memory work at the Big Pit recently published in Tourism Geographies in the Tourism Geopolitics Special Issue, forthcoming uh, with uh, Mary and myself and Ben as co-editors. And you can also find uh, more information about Tourism Geographies at Tourism Geographies website uh, that's hosted by Terrell and Francis. And there's more information, even more information on Twitter at Tourism Journal, that's Tourism Journal. Thanks again, everybody. See you next time. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Tourism Geographies podcast. Won't you join us again next week for another episode? I'm Jamie Gillen. Talk to you later. Kia ora.